When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Hello and welcome to Sports Day on your Friday evening. All thanks to Kia and, of course, Lumo Energy. Miles Fitzner with you on your Friday evening. Wherever you may be listening right around this great state on 1323 Cruise AM, or, of course, on SENSA. I'm joined by, well, he's the only man to go number one in the draft and go on and win a Brownlow medal. And that is, uh, well, it's an elite club because there's only one in it. He also played mm-hmm. 250 games. His name is Adam Cooney. He joins me. Hello, Coons. Hello, Miles. Great to be with you uh, on the rotating chair that is uh, Sports Day at the moment. It's, uh, you're the fill-in for the fill-in for the fill-in, but you've done about four shows today, so you should be primed and ready to go. Well, when I heard you were going to be here... I, I threw my hat in the ring and I said, you can give me some of that because it's not every day uh, you get to uh, do shows with like-minded individuals and I think you and I have very similar opinions of the world. Yeah, like just a couple of degenerates chewing the fat for an hour. <laughs> it's a bit like that. <laughs> hey, uh, we've uh, a big, got a big show coming up, the hot topic not far away, of course. Friday forecast towards the uh, end of the show. We've also got Bharat and live from India He's at the back of the net session there of the Aussies at the moment. Lost in the wash, as always. And we'd love to hear from you, your questions, your thoughts, your text, 0427 166, or even give us a call. Can we, we take calls here, don't we? Yeah, one three hundred. Absolutely, we do. 736 736. Give us a buzz. Love to get them. Um, Coons, I want to kick it away with a hot topic because I've got one here that might be right up your alley. And this is the hot topic, thanks to Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. For expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. On 1323 and 1629, Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney for the Hot Topic. And I want to talk training biffos uh, <laughs> because I think this is red hot. Uh, James Sicily and Sam Butler, they went at it. Uh, there was footage of it. Sam Butler then also went at it with uh, a touch of Frost or Inspector Frost, uh, also the backman there at the Hawks. He's a second-year player, Sam Butler. They've got in the scrap at training. We saw Cripps and Kennedy get a bit heated at Carlton training. I want your thoughts on this and I want the listeners' thoughts. I'm all for it, but I want to... I also want a story out of you because there's got to be a couple. But your thoughts, firstly, does it actually mean you're more competitive or, or does it, or did the media just dress that up a bit? Well, I think it's a fine line, to be honest with you. The last thing that I wanted to do was get in a scrap with a teammate at training. Sure, I mean, it's competitive. You you want that. You, you want players having a crack and and um, wanting to be the best and, and, and trying their best. But I think it's a fine line between stepping over that mark. If you're fighting with a teammate, then uh, things can be frosty in the change rooms and you don't want a divide 
to occur because of that. So, look, as long as um, if things get heated, and they do all the time because there's 45 competitive animals out there on the field training and there's obviously only 23 spots available so um at this time of year you want to impress but you got to you've got to do it the the right way there's always a few scuffles as long as sam butler who's a second year player as long as and and he's taking on the well he's going to be the the next captain of the of the football club in james sicily so at least he's um at least he's picked his target and went right to the top (laughs) of the tree because uh, so as long as he doesn't get offside with that james sicily thing well hang on young fella you just got to know your place so as long as they make up as soon as training's finished and bury the hatchet and get on with it so then it should be okay it's where the if they ignore each other after training and then it can fester and linger over uh, you know a couple of weeks or whatever and then they end up not liking each other it can cause a a divide so as long as everything gets sorted out post-training I'm okay with it but it's it's human nature though too that that you put you put 20 people in a room not everyone's going to like each other and so, I mean, do we probably not see an, an, almost enough of it? Is there probably more that goes on that we don't actually see? That I mean, this could just be the fact that you get swung around and you think you get tackled and you get that sort of little bit of rage that surges through that happens yeah. to everyone because you might get dumped or you cop a little bit of a high hit that wasn't intentional. But do you, I think the media might like beat up a little bit, but like, oh, all of a sudden they're going to be competitive this year because they're having a push and shove <laughs> of training. Yeah. You know, oh, oh like... This is what we want, a hard edge. Well, it does happen at every club. And we've seen um, Jake Stringer with Mason Redmond. We saw the Kennedy uh, Cripps. So Kennedy and Cripps had a really good, solid uh, one-on-one contest, both heads over the footy, and it was a big hit. And I think Cripps came off second best. <laughs> and then uh, he, he got the angry pills on straight away, went up to Kennedy and dumped him on the ground. And then they had a little bit of back and forth. And then two minutes later, we see the vision of them sort of fist bump, say, look, sorry about that, mate. And no dramas, they move on. So every club has those moments, particularly in pre-season. Like you're training for two, two and a half hours sometimes it's it's stinking hot weather and it's hard work and it can be frustrating so that's when tempers can boil over um but i mean it would have happened at every afl club two or three times maybe even more um during this pre-season so uh, it does happen a lot but as i said you just you you have to iron it out um, post-training there are levels of it though because there is a push and shove and then you've also got the likes of the satantaro help and cloak where he's giving him the old left-right good night and then the kick up the backside too, just yeah. for good measure. <laughs> he and he's both the plums, he? he's he just said, the uh, here, you can cop my Puma size 12 uh, right up the hoo-ha. Um, but there are levels of it. I, I want – did you ever have uh, in your career, did you ever have a competitive beast at training that you sort of went, geez, mate, like you had to sort of go, mate, rein it in a fraction. Did you personally ever get – into a bit of a fracas, or was there someone that was notorious for, for yeah. that happening? Well, I had a minor fracas with Acker one pre-season because... Oh, well, hang on. Hold the press. <laughs> you, you, I was the first you, and only <laughs> teammate to uh, argue with Jason Ackermann. You, you were 9,000 others. <laughs> so I had... Uh, he was actually tagging me in a pre-season um, training drill where we were doing match simulation. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to get tagged all year. Do I really need someone up my ass while we're at training? So he was following me everywhere and I got frustrated. We ended up having a, a reasonable blue and then uh, uh, straight after training, we sorted it out. So that that was fine. I was so, more frustrated about the coaches putting someone to tag me at training. So is this reasonable blue push-shove or blue to the point where you're sort of the old jumper punch or blue is in like, oh, no, no, I'm going to give just, you one. 
There, there were no punches thrown. It was maybe a couple of jumper punches and a wrestle to the ground and a bit of a headlock. And, um, Barry Hall, Michael Ferrito style. So. You, you come out on top, surely. Oh, sorry, Scotty, Scotty Thompson it was, Scotty actually. Thompson. My, Michael Ferrito came in third man and decked me when we were playing North Melbourne that day. But no, no it was it was all... I think we, we might have shared the points and got separated by teammates pretty quickly. But pr- probably Luke Darcy was one of the most competitive Darcy. guys. Uh, and he was at the tail end of his career when I first got to the club and he did a couple of knees and he was sort of starting trying to come back and, and did a couple of pre-seasons when uh, I was starting out before he went into his illustrious media career. And he had a, a same match simulation one day, Robert Murphy, and they are great mates, Bob and Luke. They, they're really good friends, but it got pretty heated one day and Bob was he's a, he's a little bit lippy he was a bit chirpy uh, one afternoon while we were doing match simulation and just went up to Darce and I think he was he was pestering from for must have been a quarter and a half and Darce just snapped he and it was a full roundhouse around the back coward punch we call them now but Bob wasn't even watching roundhouse from the back on the chin flush knocked out unconscious <laughs> He was unconscious, Bob, and and then we had, wow. to, they had to get they had to get the stretcher out and everything. And Dars just sort of walked off as if nothing had happened. Tried to plead his his innocence. And well, they used to film the um, training. Well, they just started actually filming um, when I started. So we we saw the vision of it. And Dars had to stand up in front of the group after. Um, Bob got knocked out and plead his case as to, you know, why he was not guilty. And he actually doctored up the film to show a – it was pretty uh, – wasn't, it wasn't great um, digital imagery back then, but he actually doctored up the image to show a rock coming over the fence and hitting Bob on the head. Um, so he said he was not guilty. Someone must have thrown a rock, so we let him off. Oh, no way. <laughs> I've never I've never heard that. Is that is, have they spoken about that much in the – uh, I think they might around. Uh, well, I, I suppose Dars probably wouldn't uh, wanted to bring it up because he could have done some some real damage. Like he knocked him out unconscious, but I think he would have been pretty ashamed about his behaviour and, and uh, coward punching a teammate like that. But um, yeah, Bob actually wrote on his locker uh, in big capital letters uh, in bold, "coward." So he was at, at his locker number fourteen. The coward was written above it, and Dars didn't get rid of it for the rest of his career. He just kept it up there. So I think he was pretty embarrassed about what happened. Gee but Bob whiz. took it well. Is it oh Vickery style roundhouse? It was a full roundhouse, just bang wow. on the jaw, clip down. He had no idea where he was, Bob. Any others that you've seen? Did you see any at the at Essendon? Any others that sort of come to mind when you think training? Sort of oh, I'm. You know, I'm trying to think of a few that... Oh, I remember, was it Jay Schultz and Jackson Trengove had one at Port Adelaide that looked like it festered over a little bit? They sort of got oh, a I, decent I, old scrap. Yeah, those... As long as there's not sort of punches thrown, it's okay. Like the Satanta O'Halpin one was... He went left, right, and then just finished him off on the ground as well. So that, 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 that was one that probably springs to mind first because that's the most aggressive... Um, I think we've ever seen belting of a teammate. But, uh, yeah, Luke's, Luke's was certainly up there, that's for sure. Yeah, the hot topic is uh, the training biffs, 0427 154 166. Or if there's one you can remember, give us a call, 1300 736 736. We're live on 1629 and 1323. I want to talk a little bit later too, this hot topic uh, as well. I, I want to get into the Djokovic stuff. And I, I want to play some audio probably before we, we go to the break. Uh, and then we come back on the other side and even talk about it a little bit more. I want to play some audio from Dr. Peter Larkins. Now, 
We saw Craig Tyler come out and say that Novak Djokovic. Sorry, I can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> it is funny. Oh, it's mate, quite humorous. This is ridiculous. Had a three-centimetre hamstring tear uh, while he was playing in the Australian Open. This is what Dr. Peter Larkins had to say about, about the injury. Fair dinkum. At the end of the day, I don't think anyone can question his athleticism. This guy, I did see, he had a three-centimetre tear in his hammy. He had a tear last year in his stomach. And... And all those. So you say, are you saying there was a there was a tear in absolutely. in the hammy? You, you saw the scan. Yep, absolutely. And the doctors are not going to tell you. They're going to tell you the truth. And so he, I think there was a lot of speculation of whether it was true or not. And it's hard to believe that someone can do what they do with those types of injuries. But you know, he's remarkable. And to deal with, extremely professional. He's so focused on everything that he does, every single minute of the day, what he eats, how he, what he drinks, when he does it, how he does it. Um, there's no breakdown, no mental breakdown ever in anything that he does. Oh, that's Craig Tiley there um, with just the biggest load of hogwash you've ever heard in your entire life. This is what Dr. Peter Larkins had to say about the injury. Rare air we're talking about here. I mean, I, I'm, I'd, I'd like to see the scan. I mean, I heard um, last night, I heard Craig's comments and he says the doctors are being honest. Well, let's see the scan. I'm wondering if Craig's confusing signal of three centimetres distance in an in MRI hamstring. Signal can mean some inflammation or some swelling. It doesn't mean a tear. So I, I, it's very hard to imagine. If you take a piece of steak and cut a three centimetre hole in it, Kane, which is, you know, steak's muscle, then it's very hard to do the level of performance. I, I never doubted that Novak was carrying a hamstring injury. He was well managed. I know his team. Um, they're not allowed to talk in detail publicly, but there's going to be speculation unless this is resolved. Coons, I don't want you to give me your thoughts now. I want you to think about this. Try to keep your straight face. Try not to laugh uh, with the comments made there by Craig Tiley uh, and all the comments made by Dr. Peter Larkins. We're going to jump to our first break and we're going to come back on the other side and your thoughts on the hamstring injury to Novak Djokovic. This is Sports Day SA. Give us a text or a call, 0427 154 166 or 1300 736 736. And football is here with the $40 family passes available to the Isuzu Ute A-League men's T's and C's apply. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Well, welcome back to Sports Day SA, wherever you're listening on 1323 Cruise or 1629 SENSA. Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney, the 250 gamer with you. We loosely mentioned uh, Novak Djokovic in the three centimetre tear to the hamstring just before the break. Coons, I want your thoughts on this. How many hammies did you do? How many had the three centimetre tear? And how much tennis were you playing? I was playing no tennis. I was playing not much football uh, at that stage. I've had... I would have had six to seven hamstring tears on both sides, so um, kept it pretty consistent, pretty even. Um, the worst one I had was a tendon. I shredded a tendon, uh, which was 12 weeks. Um, I tried to play local footy at, at Spotswood Footy Club, and the first game I played, I um, uh, detached the muscle from the tendon as well, so that was another 12-weeker. So I've had a few. I've had a few two centimetres, had a few threes, a few fours, and every time I've done a hamstring... There's no way I could have uh, played for two weeks and won a Grand Slam. It's it, it, like, this is it's, laughable, isn't it? Every well, well, the the only hamstrings that I've ever done, uh, I've, you, you feel the ping, 
and you feel the muscle sort of uh, sort of quivers and you know straight away. And if I was to try and run out for another quarter of footy, there's no way that I would have been able to do it. And, I mean, it's high velocity running, I understand that. But look at the way that Novak moves and how flexible he is and how he stretches almost to the point of splits to chase down balls. But if he has a tear in his hamstring, the amount of extra damage that he would have done chasing those balls down for two weeks, he, he, he'd probably have to miss three months or four months after that because of the damage that he, the further damage that he was done would have done stretching it. And you hear Dr. Peter Larkins talk about the stake. If you cut through a stake, well, cut through the stake and then keep stretching it out. And that's what, that's what eventually should be happening to your hamstring. It'll keep tearing and tearing and tearing. And I find it, almost impossible to believe but why why say it like oh it's it, it's like the statement of his is like this love affair like he's he's sitting there serenading him like a real love child yes like what well, because yeah yeah a bit of that too sam it, it was it's pretty bad it was bad like craig mm. tolly it's I don't know. It seems like media build up for me like we're talking about it now but there's not one person who's played sport or as a medical professional in sport, has come out and said that that could be accurate. Yep. Not well, one. We saw, we've seen guys with like a minor hamstring strain, like Stephen May in the grand final a couple of years ago. He played with a with a slight hamstring strain and wasn't moving that well, to be fair. Uh, I mean, he, he played his role and played a good game, but he wasn't um, at 100% or anywhere near it. Now, Novak, the way that he was playing and the way that he was moving, although he was limping on occasion, but if, he, if there was a ball that he had to chase down, as I said, and he, he would stretch out to the point where he was almost dragging, oh, dragging him on the ground yeah. when, he was, um, <laughs> when he was chasing down those balls. So, and that would, the, the amount of stress that that would put through a hamstring that's already torn is just uh, it's unfathomable, really. Hey, uh, but he did it. He oh, yeah, it. well, he must have done it. He's a freak. He's Superman. Um, unbelievable. Hey, it's time for Lost in the Wash for Aussie Made. It's important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo and be sure it's Aussie. Wow! I Sports Day SA. I knew that I wouldn't. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. I was waiting for the so good. Uh, uh, so mm. good. Uh, hey, um, we've got a hard out. Yeah, we've got a hard out. Uh, fast approaching here. It's not far off, mate. Um, but the loss in the wash has got to be the Big Bash final here. It's gone on a fair while. The Scorchers take on the Brisbane Heat. Uh, they're hot pot favourites. The Heat got through above the sixes in a low-scoring affair. Uh, you with the Scorchers? You have to be. Well, they were up, they were my most at stake um, for this weekend. The Perth Scorchers because they've had the uh, they've had the good run. They've had the armchair run. They've got the home final. Well rested. They should win this and win this comfortably. They've been the best team in it all year. So that was my most at stake. I think what? the Perth Scorchers get up. Yeah, well, that's a Friday forecast. We're not doing that yet. This is lost well, in that's, the. Well, I just had to. I had to say it because God, then yeah. when I get to most at stake, I'm going to repeat myself. <laughs> I was waiting for Sammy to throw up when this hard out is. I forgot the right time on here. Uh, a little bit. I think we're about one minute away. You, you'd think the Scorchers are. Uh, they're if they went under at their home deck, there'd be a right over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they they should win it. But um, I saw more replays of Marnus Labuschagne yeah, and Steve Smith watching the game than I did of the actual Big Bash. I think those two boys over in India watching uh, the highlights and lowlights. Yeah. Well, on Marnus, he can he gets busy on the mouth, doesn't he? But I'm sure there's a few West Australians like Tim Gosage and a few other SEN hosts that get a bit busy on the mouth too. 
in regards to the Scorchers. Hey, stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. On the other side of this, we've got our Friday forecast. Bharat Sundar Racing to join us live from India. We're also going to chat a little bit, maybe about the Super Bowl on the other side. But make sure you stay with us. We'll be back very shortly. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Well, welcome back to Sports Day SA. Miles Fitzner, the number one draft pick, 2008 Brownlow medalist, 250 gamer, two clubber, all-round good guy. And, uh, well, you probably got the number one speech at the Brownlow too, Adam Cooney. That's gone down in folklore, hasn't it? Well, not, not that I can remember a lot of it coming off a mad Monday. I was at the pub at 10 o'clock in the morning, so I was red carpet. I was sideways walking down it. They had to drag me up the stairs to get up to the Palladium. Clearly didn't have anything written down. If you did, it, no. wouldn't, it wouldn't have been readable anyway. Well, I mean, I certainly wasn't expecting to win the Brownlow. I think you shouldn't go in, no matter how good of a season you've had, uh, expecting to win a Brownlow, should you? What price were you? On the night, I was 15 bucks. Yeah, family get on? Uh, no, two mates from Adelaide got on pre-season at 101. Uh, one, one of my mates, he had 100 bucks on me, 100, 101 to 1, lost his ticket through the year. No way. Yep. Oh, that's crook. Halfway through the year, lost lost his tab ticket. There's no so. cash here. <laughs> here, here there's, there's no, no cash. cash right? Yeah, there's cash, a, there's no. A... Robbo? No cash. <laughs> there might have been a couple of... Um, AFL uh, players that were attending the Brownlow who, who seemed to be very, very excited when I uh, won the Brownlow. Oh. So they were almost more excited than me for some reason. Oh, so I wonder why. I, I won't name and shame them, but I think they might have just had a little bit of vested interest in uh, in me <laughs> winning it. Well, there you go. Heard it here first, Sports Day say. Hey, it's time now for the Friday forecast, but we do the whole show, of course, thanks to Kia and Alumo Energy SA, but our Friday forecast is thanks to Toolkit Depot, your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. New Year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Righto. Friday forecast, doomsday scenario. Mine's pretty straightforward. I'm with the Perth per Scorchers lose at home, doomsday. That's yep. like, there's a riot there. They'll, they'll, they will crack it. Western Australians, they're more passionate than Adelaide. Pro supporters, they'll go right off. <laughs> they will. Uh, I think they'll bring it home, though, so you, you'd be reasonably safe there. Uh, my doomsday scenario is that LeBron James gets injured in the next game. He's only 63 points away from breaking the all-time NBA scoring record, and he's going to do it in the next two to three games, all barring injury. So my doomsday scenario would be that LeBron gets injured and doesn't get the all-time record. Well, my most at stake is actually Cam Luke from the SEN track team who has six tickets to the Lakers game where LeBron is set, he's on track to break that record. Now, those tickets currently, they're going for upwards nearly $90,000. But <laughs> if he gets injured or gets the scoring record before or he's too far away, those tickets are worthless. So if he gets it before, they're worth nothing. So most at stake for me, Cam Luke from the SEN track team. Uh, he's in strife. Don't worry. He would not have forked out a cent for those tickets. Oh, yeah. I want, yeah but he, but he, <laughs> he you're would. definitely selling him. 
Yeah, he'd be selling them to, to anyone. He wouldn't have paid for them. He would have got them for free and then flogging them off to make a little uh, little bit of profit out of that. My most at stake is you, Miles, oh. because you're going to give me two tips that are going to win tomorrow. Well, I, I might lead into my sure thing then. Uh, there's no now. Just gamble responsibly, of course. There is a sure thing. We're, we're, we're saying this in jest of the sure thing, but I might as well, like, put it out there on the line. I really like race two, number two at Sandown tomorrow, VC. Uh, in the chairman stakes, a two-year-old. So race two, number two at Sandown. And I'll give you one more. It will be in the last at Ascot, which will be nice and late. Race nine at Ascot, which will be uh, race nine, number two, Halatorian. Now, Pike goes on in the last for Roy Rogers. And I've got a friend that owns his horse uh, and also does a bit with us on SEN track called Terry Layton. And they're very, very keen. So Halatorian... Number two in the last at Ascot. So they're my sure things, but gamble responsibly, of course, 1-800-858-858. Absolutely. My sure thing is that the 36ers will get done by the Sydney Kings uh, <laughs> <laughs> and continue their dismal oh, no. season. <laughs> oh, no. Well, speaking of which, with Paul Bonser, of course, uh, and Rupert Satwell, they are uh, they are at the game and going to be calling the game there. So you can uh, catch that all on the SEN app, of course, but... Gee, that's a bit stiff, isn't it? No, it just hasn't been. It's all gone pear shapes. It started so well in the preseason, dominating over Phoenix, and then uh, the star import, uh, everything went pear shaped, unfortunately. They, they haven't were, been able to were, get it back on track. They were looking like they were going to go so well. What happened to well, the Adelaide so much hype. Did, did the bite end up winning it, or are they nearly? Or are they in it? They're in the Grand the Claxton. Final. This weekend. Yeah, this they're, weekend. They're, yeah, there's a three-gamer. The Giants. Gamer. The, Giants. Uh, the, for the Claxton Shield. Against the Giants. No, the Adelaide Giants. The Adelaide Giants. Adelaide Giants. The Adelaide they changed their Bites. name years ago. They're the Giants. Right. Well, I think they'll win it. There you go. Okay. There's one there for me. Go. Do you follow the baseball at all? Oh, the, I only uh, chat to Bonds about it. He seems to be pretty passionate. So um, hopefully they win. Yeah, I'd hope so. I'd hopefully they win too. Um, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing, the baseball. Very, very funny times with it. Well, our next guest, Coons, he's one of the all-time greats. He calls Adelaide home now, but he is now chosen. Well, he was chosen by SEN and the team to go over and head up one of the great call teams to go to India for the upcoming Test Series. His name is Bharat Sundarason, and he joins us thanks to Tyre Power. Think safety this February. Get the five-minute tyre safety. Check your local at Tyre Power. In the intro to Barat joins us live from India. It's homecoming for you, Barat. How are you going and what's it like being back in India? Uh, well, what I'll tell you is this, Miles. You know, this morning I was having breakfast and I was stuffing my mouth because uh, I needed to leave early and get to this ground, which is really far away, uh, to watch the Australian strain. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like got a small glimpse into what it must be like to be famous in India because this guy walks up and asks for a selfie. <laughs> And I, I had like food, like you know, like food dripping out of my mouth, and it was quite embarrassing. I somehow um, got myself into shape, into order, and I did pose for the picture. Uh, but yeah, it kind of reminded me of uh, yeah, I've come back uh, to India after all these years, and a few people seem to know who I am. Oh, a few! Oh. I heard there was a that was a full street parade for your homecoming, Virat. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I, I, you know, underplaying myself. Of course, look, the country's named after me. So, you know, you can't aim for higher, can you? I mean, some people have stands named after them. Some people have stadiums named after them. 
Um, Bharat means India, so I, I you know, adopt it, don't I? Oh, you love it. We love it. We love it. So you have uh, you went out to the ground. You said you travelled a fair distance to get there. The, the Aussies are completing a net session now, or they're in a, in a break. How are they looking? Well, they're looking very good. Uh, so it's basically um, a Ranji Trophy ground, so first-class ground. There are three oval wheels, so it's uh, maybe an hour's drive out of uh, the city centre in Bangalore where uh, the Australian team uh, is staying. Uh, and uh, so what they've been doing is, uh, this is day two, of course, they break into two different groups, and it's pretty free for all. I mean, people can come in, have a net, get some fielding practice done. Whoever wants to have a bowl can have a bowl. And there are enough pitches here um, uh, where they can do that. And that's what it, it's been. And they also have, interestingly enough, I even wrote a piece about this for Big Bucks this morning. They have uh, gone around India and found a few spinners who they think can replicate Jadeja and Aksar Patel and Ashwin, at least what they have to offer. And in, in, in particular, they have found this one off spinner who's played Ranji Trophy cricket recently, who bowls just like Ashwin. So that, that was the excitement of... Uh, day one for the Australians and also for us watching. And uh, I even posted some clips of him bowling to Steve Smith uh, on social media. And, and they were really impressed. And he was very impressive. Young man, 21-year-old, fascinating story. Uh, uh, grew up, uh, you know, just idolizing Ashwin. And, uh, you know, here he is being Ashwin for Australia in the net. So uh, that was yesterday. And uh, today we'll get to see David Warner back for the first time. Uh, he's part of uh, group number two. Um, uh, it was a lot of mana starting the first first st- uh, three hours of the day. Uh, and right after lunch, we'll see Steve Smith, David Warner, and uh, a few others jump in. So it, it's all about preparation, not just in terms of what they will expect, but also getting their heads around spin and turning pitches and what uh, India might offer. We still don't know what's going to happen. But uh, they, they're basically getting all their bases covered. They a uh, bit of talk about David Warner, a bit fatigued and tired. Uh, no doubt uh, he'll go on the net session. Does he look a little bit tired to you? And how much yap was coming out of Manus's mouth while he was having a hit too, Barat? Well, <laughs> uh, uh, Manus is just being Manus, isn't he? Uh, and uh, that's why we all love him. Now. No, no, it was, uh, I mean, his batting was fine. I mean, he's... Uh, he was facing uh, the reverse ringing ball from Scott Boland and a very, very quick Lance Morris, which was quite a challenge. Uh, but it was really with the ball that he got into Manus mode. He was trying to be Anil Kumle for a while. He was trying to be Rashid Khan for a while, then Adil Rashid. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was keeping all the coaches um, on their toes. Basically, he wanted them to see what he was doing. And uh, I don't know whether we'll get to see the Anil Kumle a version of Manus Labushin once the test series starts, <laughs> but don't rule it out. Uh, uh, David Warner basically just uh, walked in maybe half an hour ago, so um, uh, he just uh, gone through a few you know, warm-up jogs, uh, and um, yeah, he looks ready. He looks very eager. To the first thing he said as soon as he walked in was like, "What time does our session start?" So that's a good sign, and uh, uh, understandably, he he would be tired of a long summer. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's still recovering from the 200 in Melbourne but on that crazy hot day, uh, even though it's been a while. But we, like I said, he, he'll jump into the net very, very soon. And, uh, yeah, he should be ready and ready to go. Six days out from the first test in, in Nagpur, uh, you mentioned that it's a bit of an unknown uh, about some of these pitches coming up. Have you? What, what's the inside word from the Australian camp um, about the pitch in Nagpur? 
Uh, look, what they've done, uh, Adam, is like uh, even here, the, there are three center wickets at the oval that they're practicing. So yesterday they batted at one end. Today they've uh, swapped over to the other end so that both sides of the pitch get scuffed up. And their main session, I mean, every, it's an all-in, is, is on Sunday. So by then they would expect the pitches to have really deteriorated to the extent to which they expect the Nagpur pitch to be. Uh, and historically, Nagpur is um, in the center of India and it can be very dry. Uh, and, and dusty, and it's a different soil as well in that part of the world. Uh, and, and there will be reverse wing and all sorts. But uh, I think they expect that pitch to be the third turning pitch uh, at the start of the series. Uh, and they're preparing accordingly. But who knows, right? Uh, it's also a new team manager for India, Rahul Ravad, has taken over. It's been 12, 13 months. Uh, we still don't know what kind of uh, pitches he will want or the Indian team management uh, or the Indian team led by Rohit Sharma will be keen on uh, because India have been susceptible to rank turners as well uh, as Australia would remember from 2017 but even in the recent past. So India's best bet is actually to produce a pitch which is uh, which you can score runs on so that that's their best chance and their spinners know how to take wickets on it. So it kind of adds to the intrigue around what to expect once we do get to Nagpur. Uh, Barat, let's talk a little bit about Steve Smith. We were uh, we're seeing some comments about the warm-up game, and I think you mentioned about they got a green top last time. Uh, hopefully, I've got my homework right here. Is he currently the leading run scorer of, of current players in the Border Gavaskar series too? He's come out and sort of said that maybe um, these warm-up games aren't quite right. Is that, have I got that all correct? Uh, no, he made three hundreds in four test matches uh, six years ago uh, in uh, on these pitches on some really ranked turners as well. Uh, so he loves batting in India, but I think his point is well made. It, it's 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 not even um, something that Australia have are pioneering. Other teams as well, India and England have decided to do away with warm-up games when they do. Instead, they prefer like centre wicket practice. Uh, or a, a mini camp like the ones that Australia are having, so that you're in control of what you're doing, right? Not just in terms of what you want to practice, but also the pitches that you want and uh, what you want out of those pitches. So I, I'm not surprised. I think it's a trend that will will catch on, and especially for the big teams who can afford to do this. I'm sure a New Zealand or a South Africa or a Sri Lanka might not be able to do this, or a West Indies. But uh, if you are India, Australia, England, uh, you can carry a lot of players or book a ground like the Australians have here uh, and make the most of the time you have before a series rather than, you know, going to warm-up match like Steve Smith said. We've seen it before. Like it'll be, it'll, there'll be a pitch which will have nothing to do with what you'll face in the test, test matches mm. and often the team will have no spinners or the spinners won't be allowed to bowl. So there's no point of having a warm-up match. So it's a point well made and it makes a lot of sense. Which way do you think the Australians will go for that first 11? Is it just the the seamers and then Nathan Lyon. Do you think they'll play uh, two spinners? What's your what's your read on on how they'll start? Look, uh, this is where they're going to miss Cam Green the bowler. Uh, Cam Green had an interesting uh, morning as well. He, he bowled a little, but he wasn't going full tilt. He batted for uh, quite a while. He hit some big blows, but you could see that he he wasn't a hundred percent, and even with his fielding. Uh, so if if Cam Green was fit, like there was no brainer. I mean, there were two spinners for sure. I still think in Nagpur you need the second spinner, unless of course Australia have decided that look, we have Travis Head. 
uh, we have Manas Babushain, and and even Matt Renshaw, as we've seen in recent weeks, has been given quite a long ball in the nets. Uh, I've noticed both yesterday and today. Uh, if they think that you know they can make do for that second spinner spot between those three, and I, I really do think Travis Head will have an impact with the ball during the series, uh, then potentially they might want to back their strength and pick the third teamer, uh, which could be Scott Boland or uh, Mitchell Sakhamstead, or even bring in uh, you know Lance Morris, the wild thing. So um, it'll be interesting to see, but I still think they'll play two spinners. Uh, Ashton Mega should be the one who we will see front up and not work. We're chatting with Bharat Sundarayson, part of the SEN call team over there live from India. Bharat, uh, let's talk a bit more about the Indian team. Now, uh, how strong would this Indian team be compared to Indian teams that we've seen in years gone by? Are you, uh, are, are you thinking that the quality of the Indian team at the moment um, is is of the standard that, that India have sort of had in the last sort of close enough to decade? Or uh, are you thinking that they might be susceptible to, to an Australia uh, to a victory? No, I think, I mean, they're still a strong side. I mean, they haven't, they don't lose very often at home. Uh, most Indian teams don't. But even this this one, it's a very experienced batting lineup. When you think about Rohit Sharma, Chetesh Pujara, and Virat Kohli in the top four. Uh, but I think uh, it is, it doesn't come across as being as indomitable as some of the Indian teams, even in recent years. Uh, the middle order, there are question marks there. Um, Shreya Shire is their best player of spin, but looks like he'll be unfit. So, for that first test at least. So they might have to bring in Shubman Gill, who's just scoring runs for fun in other formats. In the middle order, KL Rahul's been uh, very patchy with his test form. Uh, and then they'll have to play a new wicketkeeper with Rishabh Pant uh, not available. Either KS Bharat, my namesake, and I really hope he plays because Bharat can get to call Bharat then. Or, um, you know, or we, we get to see Ishan Kishan, who plays a lot like Rishabh Pant, attacking left-hander. So, uh, But either way, they'll have a debutant in the middle order. Ravindra Jareja coming back into fitness is a huge boon and a boost for India because he can bat six. He's generally an all-rounder. Um, and the bowling will be Ashwin and uh, Akshar Patel, either Akshar Patel or Kuldeep Yadav and two of the seamers they have, Siraj or Shami or Mishal. So it's still a strong team, but there are holes in there that um, I think Australia will will uh, make the most of. Uh, they have, a, 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 like you know, they not only from top to bottom do Australia look good enough to win the series in India, uh, or at least challenge India more than any other Australian team in recent times, but I still think they can um, even dominate the series. If, if they make a good start, if, if they need a couple of batters to have a really good series, if they can do that, I think they have the bowling to have a big say on uh, on on this Indian record, this proud Indian test record at home. Are you satisfied and happy with the form of Virat Kohli leading into this series? Um, look, his his form has it's not been that big a problem in terms of like just getting around. He hasn't scored hundreds, as we know. Last year was the one where he averaged in the 20s in both test cricket and one-day cricket. He's, of course, set the records. 50-year-old cricket, he's been, uh, he's been scoring runs for fun as well in, in, in the last uh, few weeks uh, at home. Uh, so he'll be raring to go. And Australia just brings out the best in Virat Kohli. He did not make any runs when India won in 2017. You'll remember when he was captain. Uh, but now that he's not captain, I think um, he got freedom up. Uh, but Australia just generally, like, you know, gets, he wants to score against Australia, especially at home. 
So, unfortunately for Australia, that means they'll get the best of Virat Kohli. It's about how they uh, kind of get get him out cheaply or get him out early. That's, that'll be up to the bowlers. But again, I think Australia have the bowling attack to threaten Virat Kohli. Uh, and uh, we will have to see. I mean, he's just, he hasn't made a test on it in, what, three years now. Uh, so, is he just saving it up for Australia or will Australia continue their clean job for him? Hey, hey, Barat, the, the juggernaut that is Barat Sundaracen just keeps surging on. You dominated the summer here. You're now over in India with the SEN call team and you're amongst the big names. It's a long way from the Shield cricket down at Glenelg in 40-degree heat. Uh, Looking, just you and I calling the Redbacks getting a touch-up down there with the Victorians, none for about 400. I, yeah, in, in another alternate universe, that partnership is still going on and you and uh, me, Miles Pitsner, are still calling it with that white, uh, wonderful, uh, standing fan that you bought for us. Uh, to yeah, bring bring your own fans, Barat. Bring your own fans. That's what I had to do. I know. It, it, that commentary box wasn't fair enough for four sweaty, aging men, was it? <laughs> so, <laughs> it uh, I, I mean, by, by tea time, Adam, uh, it was... Uh, yeah, it was inhuman conditions, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. I'm uh, enjoying every every minute of it, every second of it. Uh, yeah. Even if it means I get into trouble at home with the wife. It's a busy, busy year ahead. But, <laughs> no, it's good to, good to be back in India, for sure. Oh, I think no matter the weather conditions, it's always inhumane when you have to work with Miles Fitzner, Barat. No matter if it's 40 <laughs> degrees or if it's uh, oh, no, in the no, snow. No. But, um, you, you're an Adelaide man. Uh, you, you call Adelaide home these days. Um, what do you, you think about the pitch or the possible pitch for um, Adelaide stealing the New Year's test off Sydney? Because that gets washed out every year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just okay. woke up to messages from pretty much every media organization in Adelaide this morning saying, <laughs> you have, as a proud Adelaide man, you have to ask Alex Carey about it. So I did ask Alex Carey about it in the press conference because it's just two of us here, two journalists here. Uh, but I I think I'm, I'm all for it. The only reason is because um, I never get to celebrate Christmas in Adelaide because it, you're always in Melbourne for the Boxing Day test. And similarly with the New Year's Eve as well, or New Year's, I'm away. So I think it'll be uh, a pleasant change. At least you get to celebrate one or the other. And uh, we know it doesn't rain in the first week of uh, January in Adelaide. So I think I think it's, it's a good shout. I, I'm all for it. Why not? Hey, Barat, just before we let you go, um, can we get a... Uh, I'm not sure if you've done it yet, as I'm only filling in, but can we get a series prediction and a man of the series prediction from you? Oh, I haven't done this. So, yeah, it'll, let's, let's do this. I think... I'm going to really stick my neck out and uh, because I'm in a very quiet part of India and I I won't get into trouble for saying this, I think Australia are going to take the series 2-1. Player player of the series is going to... You know what? I think it's going to be Pat Cummins. He's going to just captain the side uh, because you look, a lot of things have to go right for any team to win in India. It's not easy. It's not just about performance. It's a lot of... It's all about timing and you need a leader... Um, like Pat Cummins, uh, who will just stay patient and stick to the plan. When they won in 2004, you'll remember Ricky Ponting wasn't fit for the first three tests. And Adam Kukris, the one thing he did was they had a plan, they stuck to it, and they never, never really lost patience with it. And I think that's something we've seen Pat Cummins do, uh, or we've seen Pat Cummins do in Sri Lanka and Pakistan. 
So I'm going to back Australia to win the series and for Pat Cummins to be the player of the series. Borat, I just nice. had a vision of you then on the phone looking over your shoulder before you told us that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that it was going to be too late. Pat Cummins was standing yeah, behind yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, Pat Cummins was there and just making sure a few of the locals weren't close enough to hear it. Hey, uh, <laughs> mate, we always love chatting to you. You're one of the stars. Uh, uh, I really enjoy listening to you and all the SEN and Cruise listeners can get on the SEN app and listen to the entire series over there with you and the full team, mate. Appreciate you jumping on. Enjoy the homecoming, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Oh, anytime for you, Mike. Thank you so much for having me on. That's no, it's an absolute pleasure. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be a really crackerjack series like, from a cricketing perspective. I can't wait. Uh, Barat Sundaraisen there is one of the great Coons. He is, honestly... We, we would drive together down to Glenelg Oval or to Karen Rolton Oval because we both lived in Norwood. He is one of the nicest, genuinely funny human beings you'll ever meet. Absolute ripper. He is a cracker. He's got gorgeous uh, hairstyle to go with that. And uh, he's a Norwood fan, a Red Lakes fan in the Sandfall, I believe, but I don't think he's got an AFL team, does he? No, I don't think so. But he, he's... He's, uh, he wrote the book you know, the book on MS Stoney and he's a very, very well-respected cricket journalist and we're very lucky to see him um, to have him. Very lucky. He joined us, of course, too, thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, a pinnacle of engineering, the most powerful Kia ever cre- uh, crafted. And if you've missed any of the show, you can search Sports Day SA wherever you get your podcasts to catch up on all of it. Coons, we're uh, pretty well out of time. Buddy, I've enjoyed another, uh, another Friday session with you. It was... Drive one time, sports day another. We seem to end up with these Friday Arvo slots. No, we're, no, <laughs> yes. no one else really wants to slide in. Yep. Everyone knocks off on the Thursday and has a long weekend, so we've got to fill the void. No, but we had a bit of fun today. It was a, an enjoyable show. Good start to the weekend. Uh, mate, always fun when I get to chat to you. You have a great weekend and look after yourself. Will do. Adam Cooney there. That's all we've got time for on Sports Day SA. Just repeating, you can search Sports Day SA wherever you get your podcast to catch up. Thank you for your company. Have a safe weekend. See you soon. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.